So, anybody have where we're supposed to be? So, um, um, we're, we'll just remind ourselves that last time, you know, was just before Pesach, and actually I had 30 years ago worked out that we were going to end up this point just before Pesach. So, it had to do with Lechem Mishneh, why we use Lechem Mishneh, why we use two, and the question was, you recall, and that became part of the issues of do you hold them both together? Do you hold them separately? Do you cut it first? Do you, um, all those kind of things. Um, and the concern about somebody who uh, had eaten a great deal uh, and therefore was seen as a Rabbanuta, and the response was, it's not really that way. And those hold on to our, our concepts, and we, we talked about the fact that people today will do different concepts. Some will put the knife across, some will hold it up and then say the bracha, etc. The question we're going to go on with now is when do you give out the bread? Meaning, you've said the bracha, what do you do at that point? Okay? So that's the question they're going to pick up immediately at this particular moment. So we're going to be, it says, Amar Rav, Tol Baruch, Tol Baruch. Alright? That's where we are. Everybody have it? Okay, who wants to start today? Michael? Okay. Amar Rav. Tol Baruch, Tol, Tol Baruch. Eina Tzarek Lavarei. Eina Tzarek Lavarei. Havei Melach, Havei Niftan. Tzarek Lavarei. Okay, so what we're asking, we're asking here is what's known as Hafsaka. <coughs> okay, you said the bracha. What you do normally do after you said the bracha? Eat. Take from the bread. Okay? And then, I mean, Mrs. my son-in-law does this perfectly. What he then he says the bracha, puts the salt down, t- cuts a bit a bit, eats it for himself, and then gives it out in order of age to everybody, to, 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 so that they at least know the kids when they get theirs. So tol broch means in this case, even before he has eaten it, he's cut. He said the motzi, he's made the cut, and he says, "Here, take some." He's not completed the actual eating. There's a hafsaka. There's a break between the bracha. When you say a bracha, for instance, when you put on filling, you should not be talking. And nobody should be talking to you. Because what you're doing at that point is ultimately saying the bracha and you have to fulfill the mitzvah. Lighting candles, eating a piece of fruit, whatever the case may be. You say the bracha, it's, if you will, one action. Coming up for an aliyah and saying the bracha on the Torah. Right, same thing. Okay? If you say the bracha, we have a gift for you. I'll explain it. I'll explain it later. Everybody just got to say. Um, so, what what we're what the here is, if you, you the fact that there's a hafsaka that the person has stopped the process from the bracha. What's the one you know more than anything else? Netilat yadayim. Right? You know that when you light, when you wash your hands, you don't do anything until you do motzi. Same thing occurs with most brachot. So here the person has said he's actually taken the, the bracha, he's cut it, and here, take some bread, take some bread, etc., without tasting it himself. Okay? Meaning, he doesn't have to say the bracha over again. Havei melach. Havei liftan. Liftan is some sort of spices, condiment, some sort of, almost a dessert, that kind of thing. Something that you're going to dip it into. Tzarich levarech. Then already you have to say the bracha. Okay? Over again. That's what they're saying. Okay? Fear Rabbi. All right. So, in either case, according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's part of the same procedure. You know, I, I need to have the, the salt here, okay? And as you've been at many places where you've washed your hands and then you forgot something, you go, mm, 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 right? Everybody knows what, what's happening there. Anybody who has no, who has no conception of what's going on is just blabbing away and, and doesn't know why you all of a sudden you're and you've got to go. 
it becomes rather uncomfortable, right? You've all been through the experience, but, you know, especially when you have a large dinner and you've washed, okay? What I've noticed in more and more cases, people now are waiting to go to the end, not the beginning. Chas v'shalom, they should be quiet for two minutes. You know? So it's everybody waiting to the last one, and we're waiting longer and longer if people wash their hands, because everybody wants to be the end. Nobody runs to get their hands washed. So I think we're going to make a, a new rule that if you get up there first, we'll say the bracha right away, and the other people, they're on their own. No, it's tircha de tzibura. It's not fair to everybody else. Okay. All right, tore. You know that word. Hmm? What is it? What? No, no, that's tore. That's tore. I understand, but it's not the word. You know, it's an Aramaic word. Hmm? I don't know what it is. Oh, sure, because... Do you know the word tor? Sure. Sure. It's not what the word sure. You know the word tor. It's not an animal. It is an animal. Where do you know the word tor from? Tor? Anybody seen Chagadya this year? Uh, so? Yeah, you got sing the whole thing, Fran. Sing the whole thing, Fran. Torah. The shore, the, okay? the ox is Torah. Right? In Aramaic. Anybody remember that? Or you were all drunk by that point? Or awake from the table? Yeah, well, you so it's the right? Thank you. Sing the whole thing. I guarantee I'm right. So the tough, the 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 tough in in, in Aramaic is a sheen. In Hebrew, it's shore. Okay, and gavel and gavel means to mix, meaning. The person has said the bracha, he has done what he's supposed to do, and now he says, Oh, go mix the fodder for the food for the shore, for the oxen. Okay, go move it. Tzarich levarech. He has to say the bracha again. Why? You would think it's not really part of that particular mitzvah. Okay? You can say melach, bring the, the, the salt, you need it. Okay? Or give it out. But here, he's, he said the bracha, and now he says, Oh, there's the dog. Go give the food. Go give this to the dog, or give it in this case to the oxen. Give food to the oxen. Okay, according to the the first part, tzarich levarech. The Rav Sheshet Amar. Even if you say this, it's not a real hafsaka. It's actually part, if you will, of the bracha. Why? Keep reading. There you go. Okay? You can't eat until your animals eat. Okay? Where's an example of that in the Torah? I told you I'm going to get tough on you. Yeah, just because we have these sheets. <laughs> Thank you. Rivka and Eliezer. How does she prove? Okay? I'm going to give it also to your camels. That's how she knows. That's how he knows she's a person of chesed. That was the test. Okay, and she passed it, clearly. So, if you have animals, you have a responsibility of feeding them even before you eat. Therefore, according to this Rav Sheshit, it's already part of your will of the mitzvah. And it's not a hafsaka in that realm. Okay? Shinemar. Tadar and afterwards it says Okay, so you have a responsibility of giving for your animals, therefore it's not really a hafsaka, you're performing a mitzvah. It's part of your responsibility while you eat to make sure that your animals are fed well too. Okay, so what what is us all about? The question is here, where, as you do motzi, normally again, you wash your hands, you don't say anything, you say the bracha, you put on some salt. We saw how you say the bracha. You, you say the bracha. You put on some salt. And you have a have something to eat. But what happens if there's something that doesn't that goes awry? 
the self isn't there. You give up the food, the, you got a crying baby and you want to shut him up right away or her up. Give the bread before, before you do it. Or you have an animal that you want to feed. All of those are exceptions. And in the case of each of them, they tell us, means you don't have to say the bracha again. You don't have to repeat it. Okay, look down below where it says Iyunim first. Tolbro. Kafal, even if he doubled his words. If you said Tolbaruch, okay, but you said it twice. Come on, that's a Hafsaka already, right? Response, it's not necessarily. Even though it's not necessary, you said it once, it's good enough. Now, okay, we can say, say it once, okay, but twice? Since it's part of the bracha itself and everything, it's not a hafsaka. Now look at Orach HaHalacha. Mutar. Yes, a mem. Even though you shouldn't, because you're still doing hafsaka, it's mutar. You don't have to. It's okay, and you don't have to go back and repeat the bracha again. Lupasku. Okay, so, and even though he said to the animals, that's good too. And why the last part is the halachakib batra'i, the halacha goes according to the later, latest of opinions. Rav Sheshit is one of the last of the Amorraim, and therefore he knows all of the argumentation, and therefore we follow his opinion. Okay, the next one, Lakdim, that's a Lakdim Othalak. Ula Avadav, and to your servants, to your animals and your servants, meaning to all the people in your household who could not have food if you don't give it to them. You have a responsibility to feed them even before you eat yourself. It's an amazing statement, it's an amazing law. Alright? You have to take care of others before you take care of yourself. Because you can easily take care of yourself, and others are dependent upon you. Animals, your servants, your dependents, you have the responsibility of taking care of them first, even before you take care of your own needs. That has wide-ranging implications, as you can well imagine, not just with food. Okay? Okay, let's go back to the text now. Amar Rava. Amar Rava bar Shmuel Mishum Rabbi Chiyah. Ena potseya rashai litsoa achi aviu melach olifta mifnei kol echad v'yachad. Kol echad v'yachad. So, according to Rava bar Shmuel, Ena potseya, the person now cutting the challah as such, until everybody is set. Until there's either salt and or leaf done again, something is to to you know, you're going to dip the, the bread in, in that lifne kol echad. Normally, what do we do, what do most of you do when you uh, when you say the motzi? What do you do? You take the salt and put it on all the pieces and give it out, yeah. right? Which is fine. Here again, salt was something that was a commodity that was very important, and they probably got it in little what bowls or something like that. Is that pinch like pinch salt? Is mm-hmm. burning something like that in the Roman times? No? Okay. That's my guess, that that's what it was. Okay? So, they could eat, they could do it right away. In other words, you said the bracha, you got it, and then you can you know, dip it in the salt or whatever you do, and eat it right away. Okay, so Rabbi Barshmuel Ikla happened to be Lebe Reish Galuta. Who's the Reish Galuta? The 
the exilarch. Okay, the exilarch in Babylonia, equivalent of the patriarch in Judea, someone who ultimately has uh, a great deal of knowledge, yichus, etc. What do you do? la le rifta. They brought out before him bread. Uvitsa lehedya. And he cut it up immediately. Meaning, he didn't wait till they brought the other stuff. That's against what we just heard. Right? Amarule. Adar Marshmate. Amarule. Adar Didn't you hear what the others said? Have you dis- do you disagree with them? That you don't have to wait? Okay, so... They, they look at look at uh, the the. Let's um, see, we do from here. Yeah, let's look at for, at the, the Steinzalt who says on the top. Lake Lane Sarich Bishash Sakuk Lehamtana. Hamtana is to wait. You don't have to wait. Why? Because you need the salt to give some sort of taste to bread which is not tasty. Ah. Pat Hanikia. Pat. We were uh, discussing at the Shabbos table. What is the reason for the salt? Simply to. In most cases, people, it is have to do with the, with the same way as the korbanot had salt. Okay. Okay. Here it says Here it says they're right to add to the flavor. Right. Ah, Pat Hanikia. Shall brush bread. is good bread, literally. It doesn't mean clean bread, but it means, you know, the, of the finest flour. Because what is the Reish Galuta going to have? The best. the best of the best. Okay. It doesn't need any kind of tasting. <coughs> Better tasting. No, thank you. So, that seems to be from here, being the answer of why. All right? But normally what we say is obviously because of the... Uh, the nascent, uh, the uh, essence of it. All right, so let's look at now down at Iunim Melach Bashulchan. Melach Bashulchan. Hatam Hapashut Bidvarim Ella Harim Kadeila Take Taam B'Machal. The simple reason for putting salt on something is for taste. Okay, but good bread necessarily. Pat is like good, you know, of the best flour. You don't need to. It doesn't need better taste. They may use salt in the bread. Maybe, maybe. Al pi. Al pi. Al Kim Mizbeah. Here you go. Okay, Nina. Here's your answer. Okay, that in most cases the Gemara says that the, the your 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 table itself is like a an altar. In the same way they did it on the altar. The evil spirits. In other words, this is the one. The Melach Brit Olam, Brit Melach Olam. This is a, a forever covenant that God has created with us and protects us from the evil spirits, those who are to want to denounce us, etc. Okay, but the one that we all take is the one because of the Mizbeah. Look at the halakha where it says Melech Lelechem. You all know what Mesubim is, because that's how they used to eat. Below Melech. If you want to eat it without, it without okay? It's okay with Patnik, yeah, okay. The next phrase, I'm very pleased that a male is reading it. You'll see why in a moment. Oh, you all looked at the English. I mean, you know, it's the old story. You know, I, I in the seventh or eighth grade, I studied Merchant of Venice at school. They gave us the abridged 
Merchant of Venice. You can be sure that all of us went out and bought the unabridged Merchant of Venice. All I had to mention was, I think the mail should read this, and everybody immediately looked at the text. Just an amazing Pavlovian kind of response. Now I know how to get you to really look at something. Let's get there first. And you'll, you'll see why it's a very simple reason. Yep. Okay, and what this is Gimel. Look above that. What is what is the previous one? Who brings the previous one? The same person. It's an oral tradition. You have two sayings of Rabba Bar Shmuel Mishum Rabichia. One has something to do with what we're talking about, and one has nothing to do with nothing, as they say. <laughs> right? But that's why it's brought together. That's exactly why. It's an oral tradition. They had this concept of two things that this person said. One of them relates to us, and what are they going to do with the other one? Because it was related to what he said, they now bring it here too. Simple as that. Don't, you don't have to think, be philosophical that it has anything to do with anything else. Meiraglaim is very simple. Urine. Okay? It's known as Lashon Nikia. It's clean words. Okay? You talked about, mentioned before to me, Lashon Nikia. Right? Lashon Nikia means Meiraglaim, literally, the water of your legs. Okay? Ela Bishiva. Alright? So we should get rid of all the urinals. Okay, when you go to the bathrooms, we'll, we'll now tell the, the House Committee to get rid of all the urinals in the men's section, which will confuse everybody because nobody will know which bathroom they're going into anymore. That's how you know which bathroom you're going into, am I right? Well, that's the check. Huh? You read the signs, but if you weren't paying attention, that's the check. That's the check. That's the check. In today's age, I'm not sure anymore, to be honest with you, but I don't even want to touch that one. Those who have sometimes been too distracted and wandered into the wrong one, that's usually the tip off your That's the tip one, right. All of us have probably done that at times. <laughs> right. You know, but we don't want to say where or when, right, Steve? Kalim Eli Bishiva. You should be sitting. Why? Why? Because it's known as nitzotzot. Because you may not the uh, the urine may not finish, and you may uh, therefore cut back, and you may drop some droplets on your pants or whatever the case may be, etc. You know, my 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 grandson in Boston is now going through potty training, so you know there are mistakes and there are. That times it works, sometimes it doesn't. We talked the other day, he's wearing undies, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. That's how you do it, right? So, and what happens very often as we age, gentlemen? We go back to the same kind of things. Women are not so different, friend, don't laugh. <laughs> so I don't want to even go there, but I know enough. <laughs> This is why men and women should learn together. <laughs> 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 well, that's why they were separated. Yeah, but you can just see the women Not learning this. Jokes. You can just see the women learning this on their own and saying, "What the hell is this about?" Very, <laughs> you know, and having returned from bathrooms in Poland, the outhouses where the men had no problems going in and standing up, and the women had to sit down. I can tell you, you had the women come up and going, ew, and the men saying, no problems, what's the difference, you know? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> We're not going to spend a lot of time on this one, so it's okay. All right. I'm not so sure about that, but that's okay. Okay, so if there's, you know, if you're if you're going to the, the bathroom and you're standing up and there's um, ground, there's dirt there that is absorbent, it's okay. You can stand, and that's. And that's uh, no. Okay, meaning stand up higher and aim down. That's basically what it means. You know, this is what the Talmud's about. You know, people ask you, what did you learn today? I can imagine. Oh, you'll go home and say, what did you learn today in Talmud? Well, the rabbi was very good. He gave us a present, and then he dealt with some things that I would, can't even talk about. You know? 
Go to your legal partner, Steve, and tell him what you studied today. They'll say, uh-huh, this is really very good. I'm glad you're learning that stuff, right? <laughs> so, but again, this is what the Talmud is. It's a compendium of all kinds of things. doesn't spend a long time at it. We're going to go back to uh, the issues that we're dealing with. But even Rashi, look at Rashi, for instance, where it says, Ein meragayim kalim. He explains it like as if, you know, this is simply part of life. Okay? Mina guf. Ela bishiva. It doesn't stop unless you're sitting down properly. Lefisha hakiluach karov lepisuk. Okay? Because if you stop a little bit early, it's not healthy for you. And he may be concerned that he will have droplets on his, literally in his, uh, on his pants or his legs or his feet, and he'll stop. And Rashi and the Talmud and Rambam and others are concerned, as we've seen before, about digestion. We had all things of what you should eat, right? For digestion and your bowels and everything else. And again, this is something that, uh, that has to happen. And as always is the case, when it's a normal part of everybody's life, it's not a problem. And when, and I have to visit a lot of people in the hospital, and when you have to have a catheter, all right, or when you can't pee, all of a sudden you realize what the story is. And why you say the bracha, Asher Yatsar. Okay, when everything goes right, you just take it for granted. But if some one little thing goes bad, everything messes up. And again, if you can't expel urine, what is it ultimately? It's poison. It's poison. The kidneys. If the kidneys don't work, my friends, you're in trouble. Okay? And I've been at many hospitals where there's been a backup of kidneys, and they basically say, this is not good. Either we can get rid of the poison, or it will go throughout the body. I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. So, they're very practical here. They're practical from the point of view of what's necessary. The only reason it's brought here, Fran, is because it's, a, it's an oral tradition. It's the same person no other reason they just say it get rid of it we're done but no thanks but in keeping with the, the tradition of the Talmud it, it's part of life so. yeah and Rashi simply tells you what it, you know don't and, and again as a, as a you know we're from afar in Boston but you remember probably training your kids my god the amount of energy you have to put into that etc and when you finally get it it's, a, it's like a new life that's right alright it's a new life for them and, you know, as people are living longer, go to the shelves of any pharmacy and what do you see? Okay? I mean, we know that. Okay? And human dignity is so much tied into it. So much tied into it. Okay? Uh, of being able to take care of yourself, the simple needs. And when you count and, you, and you're in a hospital, I'm just saying the hospital issue, and you have to expose yourselves. I mean, again, I go to a lot of hospitals and I'm sitting there with men or women and they say, you'll have to excuse me, I need to rush or the catheter or whatever the case may be or I have to call the nurse for a bowel movement. You're embarrassed and they're embarrassed. And yet it's simply part of life. It's simply part of life. Also, I, I think just your, the word dignity, all part of life, it's in the moment, it's dignified and a blessing in some ways no matter what. I mean, whether it's bread or urine. Right. Right. Of human dignity. And, and again, the bracha is just so meaningful because it means if one thing goes wrong, we take it all for granted until something goes wrong. And then everything can go wrong very quickly. I just want to mention how culture is determined not by things that happened 5,000 years ago, but much earlier. We're heirs of a, a Victorian era, and that is what made us blanch or be uncomfortable mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but years and years before that was not the case you're probably right you know, you're probably right yeah. no no we, this whole thing of human dignity has changed over time you know and again think again you know just having come back from the camps of, of the, the unsanitary things and we heard stories of people you know seeing the latrines and how often you could go to the bathroom and people who didn't get a chance to go to the bathroom and the cars in which they had to be transported again it was all part of the dehumanization okay so to go back to your concept of human dignity they took every sense of human dignity away from the people that they were carting away so it's ironic that 
Again, disease is called, caused by, by this. So it, it, it relates and doesn't relate, but it's, I think you understand why. Um, you know, it's here because of that person, but it's part of life. And as simple as that. All right? And, you know, even, even there's a halacha. So look down quickly. Michael, look, look quickly where it says, May raglayim in orafa halacha. Don't do standing unless you're, in a sense, on, on high, aiming down. In other words, um, soil which is uh, absorbent. That you, that you won't it'll do the wrong thing. Again, it's trying to protect you uh, in your health situations in this point. So, as I say, I'm glad a male read that, but we'll go on now. But you all learned it, so you're right. It may be difficult to teach for men and women, but heck with it. It's here. We survive. We survive. We can go on now. Right. Yeah, I mean, if I got to this, and, you know, with teenagers, I'd say, oh, let's do the abridged version. Just what I need, you know? Although I, I teach typical texts to teenagers when I have to, too. Go back to the text. All right, Fran, who's the same person? There you go. We have three things said by this person. So he's actually giving you a healthy, healthy hint. After everything you've eaten, make sure you have some salt. Okay, and after everything you've drinking, you've had to drink, have some water. Okay, and you will not be hurt. Meaning, it'll be good for your health. Okay, uh, again, they tell you today how much water to drink and everything else in the sun. I don't come close to that personally. My grandchildren drink a lots of water. By their father's addition, make sure we have to take everything, the water bottles, with us wherever we go. And in Israel, as you know, in the desert climate, when you guys go, go down digging. You got to make sure you have your water with you, right? Whether you're thirsty or not, because of, it just take it just absorbs, etc. So here, these are just healthy hints. Well, we don't eat a lot of salt. We t- they tell us not to eat a lot of salt, but we're in a different climate and a different milieu. Right, right. Is the word nizok? Is is that a derivative of nezek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damaged, so you won't be damaged. You won't be hurt. You'll be. We would say the opposite. So you will be healthy. Okay, same thing. Okay. Okay, so now the opposite way, if you don't have salt or you don't drink, you dog mina halitosis. Okay? Again, when you look at going back to Fran's concept, people brushing their teeth and you know, in teeth hygiene, it's all relatively new. You know, I remember studying when I host in, in social social studies, when they took the long boat trips, what did they very often suffer from? Scurvy, right? Yeah. No dental hygiene whatsoever. Okay. Today, today we're at a very different way, uh, level of things. If you saw again, if you you know when you when you saw people come from the former Soviet Union, most of them, many of them had bad teeth. They didn't have the, the dental regimen that we had. Right. Okay. So that's changed. As many of them, thank God, have gotten out there, and even in the Soviet Union, has changed. So here it's a thing. So yidagmi uvalaila yidagmi askara. What's askara? Rashi says daleket hagaron. Okay, which means sore throat or something like that. Strep throat. Here it's translated as diphtheria. Diphtheria, I know. But I'm saying Rashi says it's daleket hagaron, which I would say something like a strep throat or something. But. I know no other way to take it. So, go ahead. Tana Rabbanan, 
All right, makpe. Mak means it's to close something. You close. Okay, lakpot. It means to close something. If you finish your eating with water, okay, eno balide chole meayim. Bowel issues. You want stomach issues. Okay? GI stuff. Okay, you gotta drink enough water. They knew this, okay? Again, we're all dealing, we're dealing, you know, again, with healthy hints. How you eat, what you drink, going to the bathroom, all of those things. In the midst of eating bread. Okay, but what brings it all? This person. Because they have three oral traditions of this person. One relates to what we're talking about. The others don't. And, but the, since it's an oral tradition, they're brought in the sense as a package. Because where else are you going to put the other ones? They're brought, they're brought in because of the first one deals with brachot, and the rest deal with this person. Alright, so I don't know if Keton is that mentioned in our cards. We should have Keton. I don't know that it is. No, I don't see it. So Keton Lapat means some sort of, again, what, how do they translate it? Sorry? A jug. Okay. Right, it's not a, not a Hebrew word, right. Okay? So. A good amount of water. Let's, let's put it this way. If you're having bread, you should have a certain amount, a certain wa- amount of water too. Why? Again. Okay. Um, we'll keep going. We'll do the, we'll the orachalacha. Now, since we're now dealing with good advice for eating, we'll add some more things. Adashim lentils. Okay, aragil badashim achatlish once every thirty days. Monea askarami toch beto. It'll take. We'll take the theory or strep throat, however you want to phrase it. You'll be healthy. Mark it down on, on your on your menu now, friend. Um, make a lentil soup every every little every so. <laughs> then you know you finished with it, right? All right. Next. But don't out every day, friend. Don't make it a part of the. All right. You know, once in a while, but every day, because what are you going to end up with? Bad breath. No, and when you have bad breath, what's the problem? You know, nobody wants to be around you. Right? You can eat whatever you want, then who cares? It's one way to take it, right? Now, why does this one come after the one before, friend? Look again. This is now Rav Mari by Rabbi Yochanan, and now we have a second one by the same person. Again, you can see the oral compilations together. Mustard seeds, probably, more than anything else. Mustard. So, in other words, you can have your hot dog, which is lousy for you, but as long as you put mustard on it, you won't get sick. And a lentil. Hmm? And with a lentil on top, right. (laughs) We... um, we, I would, the, the, the rabbinical assembly was just here, and the, the last night they, they told us what we're going to have is Chicago hot dogs. So, so everybody looked at the people trying, what's a Chicago hot dog? I said, I don't know, it wasn't kosher, what do we know? <laughs> I don't even know what a Chicago hot dog is, I don't know, it's sausage. Right. With mustard and mac ketchup. So. And, and pickle relish. Oh, that's that's what we have. Sour fries. No, sour fries. New York. That's definitely New York. I agree, Steve. Mustard relish. I hate sour fries. All right. I knew I shouldn't have started this. We got a whole a whole sheer on hot dogs here. This is why. Oh yeah, yeah. The weather. I've never said before. It's the weather. Okay. But not good every day. Here you're now getting your menu planners, friends, so just pay careful what you're doing. Where is that from? Right. That it's not good for your heart. I have no idea. I'll take their word for it. 
Little fish, we would say, would be things like sardines, those kinds of things. Smell, right? I am, okay? It's good for you, you know? It's not going to hurt your stomach. GI, you want to have GI stuff. In other words, it also gives you some good things. You'll be more potent, if you will. Okay. What is mafreen? What word do you know? Pruervu. Pruervu. Mafreen. Umerabin. Umavreen. From Bari. Okay, in other words, it's all good for you. It's good for your sex life. Okay? It's, it's good for your health. It's good to have little fish. Okay? So, you know, now you can go, if you know, now get what's fish oil and those kind of things, go out, now you can say, there you go. Okay? And the people, right? You can get it. Here you go. Good stuff for you. We're still not finished with this stuff. Okay, Ketzach. What's Ketzach? Cumin. No, right. it's Nigella. Okay. And I would have brought. It's Nigella. It's a um, spice that's used. I, if you come to my home, it's the little black seeds that I mm -hmm. put on my challah or put on the side. It's commonly used in Israel on challah, in Indian cooking, and other Middle Eastern cooking. It looks like this. It's, Black poppy seed. No, it's not poppy seed. It's different. It's different. So if you look, Rashi says, where do, where do I know if it's from? I know it's meaning northern Africa. Okay? In, in the Arab countries. Remember, where's, where's Rashi? France. So that's, that doesn't grow here. Okay? So, Haragil Beketzach Eino Bali Dekeev Okay, you won't have a heart attack. It means you can do anything you want and just make sure you eat this, right? You can be obese, not exercise, everything goes with it. This is going to save you. Do you believe that? Alright, keep going. It's not a good He's saying, uh, I kind of disagree. It's not one of the good things. And so that... Keep going. And if you sleep so that your throat is to the east, it's as if your Damobo Rosho means you're going to be responsible for your own health, your own death. Damobo Rosho. Why? Here, so what do we have here? We have one saying Ketzach is good for you. And the other one says Damobo Rosho. It's the end of you. It's just like now, right? No, no facts. I'm still here. Right, I, I love listening, listening to commercials that tell you, please take this, and then they roll off 16 things that'll happen, to possibly happen to you, and you kind of say, oh, wait, nuts? <laughs> well, don't worry about this, because you only can, you know, if you're pregnant, that this happens, and this, you may get sweats, and this, but what the heck, you know, take it anyhow. So we have a, okay? Okay, one is we're dealing with Ketzach, the smell, okay, but it's ta'am in its taste, and eating it is good for you. How do we know? Okay, ima the rabbi yirmiya afye, afye would bake, ofa. Le rifta, she would make him bread. She umidab kele, she would put. And then would clean it off. It's meaning that she was more wor she was worried about the smell, but she 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 wanted at least to give him the taste. Okay, so what is all this about? Okay, look at the Iunim, the last one on the previous page. Mm -hmm. oh, that one you should know. Shulchan Aruch. 
Yeah, that one you should know. Sorry. Is the food gum al so the Rambam, who was a doctor, and the Shulchan Aruch follow, give you all kinds of beneficial hints on what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, when you should eat it, how you should eat it, etc. But we don't always follow them. Why? Because of the changes, she knew And we don't always follow them because of the changes of place, locale, and foods, what they're made of, and whether they're refined, etc. And in the procedures, what people, the, the normal activities of human beings. They're good advice, but. They're not necessarily be taken as halacha. Take it with a grain of salt. Very good. Okay, and again, okay, a- again. I remember growing up, and every Thursday night in my house was liver night. Okay, and remember castor oil and all those. That was always good for you, whether you liked it or not. That was the parents' responsibility to give it to you. Today they're into, into new things, right? And, and the way we eat and what we eat and refined and gluten-free and God knows what else there is uh, as, as things go on. So, it's saying, take it as good advice, but you know, it's not halakha. It's not, you know, you don't have to follow it all the way because things change and foods change and people change. And again, you know, in the sense of what our bodies have become resistant to over time changes as well. Just by the nature of an evolutionary process. All right, let's just see if we can finish up the next part so we can get to the mission. You want to go to Yes, sir. You remember we said what's Borei Priyadama, and Rabbi Yehuda said, no, you said specifically Borei Mine Dishaim. We don't follow Rabbi Yehuda. All right, you all know that phrase anything, and of course it's in the it's in the Marv service as well. Yom Yom. I mean, you're going to take it literally. You bless God daily. Well, we think daily, of course, means every day, 24 hours, right? But Bayom and Lova Laila? Alright? And where do you have Bayom and Laila? Same kind of concepts? In the Haggadah. Yitziyat Mitzrayim. Ben Zema. Zoma. No, you know, you say Yitziyat Mitzrayim Balayla. Ad Shenemar Ben Zoma. Etc. So this is a play on the same kind of concept. Every day, daily, give God the essence of your blessings. Therefore, every species give it a special blessing as to its particularity. In other words, not just borei priyadama or borei priyates, but if you're having a certain uh, fruit or a certain vegetable and it grows a certain kind of way, say it with a special bracha and not just this overarching thing. And in that way, you're showing the special nature of that bracha for that particular species, that particular food. That's Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, at least. We know we see the halachas doesn't follow him. Remember again, look again. Same people. Okay, you can see over and over again this oral nature of this Talmud. Because this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but it's a phrase that's said. Look at the way the Kodesh Baruch Hu and, and man is different. Famous one has steps happens to do in Sanhedrin in the Mishnah that man makes one coin and every coin has to look the same. The Kodesh Baruch Hu makes one coin and everybody's different. Therefore, what? He who saves one soul as if he saves the entire world. And whether it's Israel or not, there's a difference of manuscripts. And he who saves one life, who doesn't save one life as if he destroyed the whole world. So Mishnah and Sanhedrin having to do with uh, how you um, 
uh, warn those who are involved in capital cases. With our normal way, if you have an empty vessel and you put something in, it'll hold it. Clean Malay, but if you have an, a full an, a vessel that's full and you put something on top of it, it's not going to stay there. Okay, but the Kodesh Baruch Hu is different. Something which is full stays where it is. Something which is empty is different. Shneamar. If you will listen, you will continue to listen. If you don't listen, watch out. Right? We're going to read it uh, to next week. Okay? So, another, not this week, but the, the following Shabbos. You reading it? Yes. Okay. So, we'll probably join together again. All right? So, th- that's what he's saying. This, in other words, keep going. If you've if you've learned something, then you will continue to learn. You'll learn something. You've learned something old. You've retained it. In a sense, the kli is full. Then you can learn something else. But what happens when you never learn? You don't. You're not used to it. You won't continue to learn. So, what's the best ex- concept of learning? To all your credits as adults. As you keep learning and you continue to grow, because when you stop, as I always tell our students, it's not like you stay where you are; you go backwards. You lose what you had. But if your heart turns, means you're not going to follow and not do it appropriately. Shuv lotishma, you will not listen. You will not be part of it. So um, I want to do. Um, that's that's not important. Baruch Hashem Yom Yom Iunim, the bottom of of the first column. Okay, so the, in other words, the issue isn't the difference between day and night, but why does it say Yom Yom? And we say that all the time. Yom Yom. It means daily. Okay, for the blessing reserved for that particular day, what thing do we do specifically unique for each day? Shir Shalyom. Okay, Shir Shalyom separates each day in that sense, and of course the Omer now that we're counting as well. Finally, El Berkat Yurakot. Okay, not we don't follow Rabbi Yehuda. So, we've done this whole section of do with bread. The next section deals with the brachot dealing with um, both Borei Priya Eitz and Borei Priya Dama and Shehakol, and we'll continue. My goal eventually, this year, next year, whatever it is, to finish the parak at least. Um, we're moving forward, um, and we'll see how long it takes us to eventually finish it. Um, we will have classes through the end of May, at least. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.